Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Gould, Assistant Principal and Athletic Director at Emory High School. We're talking fall sports playoffs today and what a weekend we had in the history of Emory High School. Joining me today on the podcast are seniors Mason Bosley and Madeline Granica, along with junior Andrew Carlson. I want to thank you guys for joining us on the show today. Yeah, we're very excited to be here. Awesome. Uh, first off, I need to give a huge shout out to our girls tennis team for their great showing this past weekend at the state team tournament uh, down in Madison. Um, you know, it, it's not broadcast on television or anything like that. It's kind of a long haul to make it down there. A lot of their families went down, but the girls really did play their hearts out uh, despite being heavy underdogs to a perennial power from the southern part of the state. Uh, Waukesha Catholic Memorial has been just an absolute powerhouse in girls tennis. And, and really, you know, the David versus Goliath match didn't go as we wanted it to, but the girls really put their hearts into it. They had a great experience. Second year in a row, our girls tennis team made it down to state, which is pretty darn remarkable. Um, really, this was the first of four huge events we had going on for the Amory Warriors. Um, second big event of the day, uh, was the cross-country sectional held at St. Croix Central High School. Uh, we're really excited to have with us today state qualifying runner Andrew Carlson. Andrew, state qualifying runner, how does that feel to hear that? Um, you know, I was pretty excited to get to state. I was the last one, I was the last seat in making it to state and just happy that I could go. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit kind of about how the cross-country season went, you know, whether, you know, as a team or for you personally. And then I'm curious what your thoughts were going into the race on Saturday. Yeah, um, we had a pretty interesting season. Over the summer, I trained really hard. Um, towards the end of the summer, I had surgery, which kind of slowed me down a little bit. But by the end of the first race, I was pretty much back to where I was the year before. Um, going to the race on Saturday, I... Uh, I think all of us have had a lot of nerves and we're all really nervous going into the race and we just got to conquer through it and get it done. Well, I talked to Coach Anselm before your race and we specifically talked about you and some of the other runners and he said, you know, Andrew's split drop-offs in mile two and mile three are hardly any different from the leaders. He's right there. If he can get out and run with those guys and stay with them, you know, I think he has what it takes. Um, did you have the same thing going through your mind as you were going into that race? I did. Um, my first mile, I stuck with the top pack. I was in the top five um, at the end of the first mile. I mean, it dropped off a little bit the second mile, but I stayed fairly strong even though the winds were pushing us back. It, it was a pretty windy, miserable day on Saturday, that's for sure. Now, Andrew, let's be honest here. Two years ago, as a freshman, you were running in the 22, 23-minute range, which that's nice if you want to go out and run the 5K at Fall Festival and be respectable, but to go to state, you got to run in the 17s, which you did this past Saturday. Is this something that's always been on your mind? Was going to state as a cross-country runner, you know, always a goal for you? What are your thoughts as you kind of reflect back on where you were two years ago to where you are now? Well, two years, two years ago, I definitely didn't think I was going to go to state, as a, especially a junior. But I think seeing our lead runner last year, Jude, go to state really inspired me and um, throughout the summer and track season just to keep going and 
it's um, go to state. Well, you know, when you bring up the inspirational part, everybody's got to have someone that they look forward to and, and you look look up to. And, you know, it's great that you had, had Jude as that, that mentor-type person. Mason, is there anybody that sticks out for you, especially in, like, soccer, that, like, I want to be that person? Uh, I would say as a sweeper now, it would definitely have to be Craig Richter. Uh, he graduated two years ago, and he was a two-time unanimous all-conference player. And he's just a remarkable guy and just the hardest working player I've ever seen. So okay. I try to emulate that in my play. Love it. Madeline, how about you? Any, anybody out there that was kind of that person for you? Well, like coming into, like as a freshman, I really looked up to like Cat Fowkes and Jillian Jensen just because they kind of like took me under their wing and really taught me how to um, work hard in athletics. Well... You know, you three have all talked about how someone impacted you, and I'm sure you guys are having that same impact on others. But don't forget how much of an impact you really do have. So make sure you guys do grab that next person under your wing and kind of move them to the next level. Mason, you said you kind of had some memories of Andrew when he was younger as well as a runner. What do you have? Uh, well, it's just amazing to see the transformation that Andrew's made starting in seventh grade track. Uh, he worked hard, but his... His times are just okay, and then he slowly worked his way up and up and up, and now he doesn't even look like the same runner that he was four years ago, and it's remarkable to see. Yeah, a lot of work, dedication, effort, and uh, you know, you've had fun along the journey, right? Yeah, I have. Um, running has just been one of those things that it's just super fun to do because you're with a team, you're kind of like a family. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's the one thing that people don't realize about cross country, that, that bond that really connects you with all the, the miles that you guys put in together. I see when you guys are running through town, you know, you guys are a family when you're on. So that's great. Well, that kind of leads us up to event number three, Mason. Kickoff was about one o'clock on Saturday with a 30 mile an hour wind out of the Northwest. Um, the boys soccer team won the regional title yet again as we take our aim, uh, trying to get back to state for the second time. Congrats on the win and tell us about the game versus uh, Washburn Mayfield. Well, um, we started out pretty well. Um, I would say almost the entire game we dominated possession of the ball. Um, and from a deep defensive perspective, I don't think we allowed a shot on goal the whole game. So we felt pretty dominant. Um, their defense was was phenomenal. Uh, they tried to put as many players behind the ball as they could, but we were able to break them down a couple times and got three goals on them. So. Well, and I think I remember you know having this conversation with a few people. I probably even had it with your dad, but it was a three nothing game. But it felt like it could have been an eight nothing, nine nothing, ten nothing game. I mean, the game was literally played in, in one half of the field, and yeah, sure. it, it really was a dominating effort on the part of our, our boys soccer team. So Mason, all year long, you guys have kind of been the hunted. You guys have had the big target on your backs, the expectations, the success that we've had. Um, has that impacted your team's mentality at all? Um, I don't think it has because we've been used to it over the last couple of years. Uh, Every year we're one of the top teams in the conference and we have to know that every team is going to give us their best possible game because they this is the game that they circle on their calendars. So Yeah, you guys are the Super Bowl for a lot of a lot of teams. That's true. Yeah. You know, and, and I think back to that, you know, the Hayward game, probably one that you guys really wish that you could have back. Oh for sure. But if there's ever a positive you can take out of a tie, you know, the tie didn't feel good at the time, but I'm guessing that right there was a moment where you guys said, Hey, 
we got to pick up our notch if we want to finish our goals and, and get back to state. Am I correct? Oh, yeah, that's really right. It was kind of a wake-up call for us because they, yeah, we should have we should have beaten them by quite a bit, but we realized that if we don't bring our A game every single game, then something like that could happen. And if it happens in playoffs, you don't get do-overs. Absolutely. So. You don't want the way you could call to be in the playoffs. That's why we don't take Thursday night for granted, and it's one game at a time. Yes, sir. So, Madeline... You know, speaking of being the hunter, um, you guys are kind of in the opposite role here. You guys have flown under the radar. You've had a fabulous season, one of the greatest volleyball seasons in the history of Emory Volleyball. Um, fourth place finish in the conference. Granted, you were one of the teams that knocked off St. Croix Central, the conference champ. Um, beat Baldwin in a home playoff game, first one we'd hosted in years. Then you knocked off a nemesis in Ellsworth who had handled you guys pretty good earlier in the year, took them in, in five. Set the stage for us here and tell us about the, the big uh, regional championship on Saturday night in St. Croix Central. Well, we started off really strong, which was a very like good aspect of the game, which is the reason why we won. We won the first game and the second game pretty much staying ahead the whole time. We didn't really have any like lulls like we have been in past games. And then the gym started getting loud. The Central fans, the Amory fans all getting excited and we dropped the next two games to them. So then we went on to the fifth and it just like, it just kept getting more intense the farther the game went on. The fans were louder. We were more, more and more nervous. And then it was back and forth that whole fifth game. And they had match point on us twice at the end that they could have won it, won it if we would have made any mistakes or done anything differently than how we did it. And then we ended up winning 17 to 15 at the end. Well, it certainly made it exciting. And you know, I've talked to a number of the girls uh, <laughs> the last day. And I said, you know, you, you don't have to wait to win in, in five. You were able to win these things in three and four and make it a lot less stressful on everybody. You know, but do you guys feel like, like that underdog role? I don't know if you know. I looked this up. So you are the lowest seeded team left in the state. You're a number six seed. There's nobody besides one, twos, and threes left in any other bracket in the state. Here we are as a number six seed. How does that make you feel right now? It just makes me feel really accomplished, like as a team together, because we started off the season like average. We were pretty successful, but we never thought we would be this far. No one thought we would. And we came in as a, as a six seed, and we were hoping to win all playoff game. Then we ended up knocking off the three seed and then the two seed to be regional champs. And we just have all the momentum our way. Lots of bandwagons from around the area all rooting up for us. So it's really exciting. Well, it's a lot of fun. And hopefully, you know, we can you know, get our own bandwagon going <laughs> and, and get the get the Go Big Red troops out in, in full-fledged uh, uh, army mode here on uh, Thursday night. Um, well, let's talk schedules. So Thursday is a huge day. Um, Mason, we've got the soccer game coming up um, versus Northland Pines. This is a team that we have met in the playoffs before. I don't know so much during your run here on this team, but it's definitely been a team that we've played over the years. So we've got them on Thursday at uh, 3.30. If you guys win, what happens then? Uh, the sectional final would be in Cumberland against uh, either Arcadia or... Columbus Catholic, and that's going to be at 1 o'clock. So. Okay, that'll be 1 o'clock in Cumberland yeah. on Saturday if we win. Madeline, what's the schedule for volleyball here? We play Thursday night at 7 
against Bloomer and Osceola, and then the winner of that advances to the sectional final in Altoona against either Mosinee or West Salem. Okay, and that's a 7 o'clock start on Saturday night? Yes. So, you know, we are two games away from state for soccer and volleyball right now. So just exciting, exciting times. And, of course, we've got Andrew who's going to be running on Saturday. Andrew, what time are you running in the state tournament? I'm running at 110. 110 on Saturday in the boys' Division Two race. And I'm sure you've got your own little goal there for what you want to achieve and what you want to do. And, and I can't tell you guys how proud we are of all of you. The school is buzzing right now. The community is buzzing right now. And uh, we are really looking forward to Thursday, Saturday, and hopefully a number of events on Saturday. So I want to thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Thank you for being great leaders in our district and uh, being the role models that you guys are. Go Big Red! Red.